This month, Streaming Things is brought to you by these super patrons, and I'm about to shout them out. Thank you so much to Chester Copperpot, Jade, Jillian Morgan, Aaron Layton, Adam Horn, Andrew Gray, Casey McCain, Crystal Trujillo, Jen Robinson, John Collins, Kalisha Reeves, Kate, Kiki Newton, Stanton, Valerie, and Will Nash. Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, the one podcast to rule them all. And in the RSS feeds, bind them. And that should be the last time we get to say that for a good long while. This is the mailbag episode, just wrapping up things for the rings of power. Thought mailbag. you guys. Mailbag. Oh. Here's the mail that never fails him. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> that was kind of cool to the to the what's that called? That instrument? Harp? The harp. Press it again. Oh. <laughs> Was uh, that a harp? Mostly we're doing this episode. We got a, a few really good emails, but mostly we're just doing this for Steve to be vindicated <laughs> because we could not believe he was Bow not. Oh, your shit. He was not available to just bask in his glory of sticking to his guns mm-hmm. about Halbrand being Sauron. Steve, anything you want to say to the fans at home real quickly about, you know, your genius. Uh, I want to take this time to thank Jesus. I want to thank um, my parents for for always believing in me. Uh, but yeah, no, guys, I was right. Never, <laughs> ever doubt me, okay? <laughs> Especially when there's a deceiver afoot. You can't deceive a deceiver, all right? And somehow I've deceived all of you into thinking we're a professional podcast. Uh-huh. You can't deceive a deceiver. That's true. And so as soon as Howbrand showed up and it was like, no, 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 sir. That is not Howbrand. He is Sauron. Uh, but in all honesty, like, uh, last week was blink. And so you guys did a great job without me. I think I mentioned that last week. Great job. You did a great job. I love, I love this. It was actually kind of fun listening to your guys's takes of both, uh, rings of power and hot D without me. Cause it was almost like I was a fan. Like, Ooh, what? You just got to be a listener. <laughs> what, what are Chris they- and Andy going to say? I, don't, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Cause we didn't even talk to you that week. No, so. no. You were like, who's Steve? Who dis? <laughs> you're bad to us. Uh, but yeah, I was doing blink. And so I was up super late at night and like, I was so busy. I couldn't really have time to do anything, but I remember I came home. I think it was Saturday. I think it was Saturday night. I came home. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It was Friday. It was Friday night. Came home. Uh, it was really late. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to turn on Rings of Power while I eat dinner or something. And, the, and you know, that's, that's, that episode opens up and then and the, the cult of Sauron's like, oh, the stranger, you're Sauron. And I was in my couch like, bullshit. <laughs> nope. Not convinced. Not even for a second. No way. And then as soon as they get Sa- uh, Halbran into the city, I forget the city's name, but they get into the city. And then the next scene, he's like 100 percent fine. And he's like geeking out to kill a Brimbor Hello, about everything in this shop. I'm like, oh, this fucking guy, this fucking guy. There's no way. And then as the episode kept happening, I was that meme of Louise from Bob's Burgers going. Ah! I was right. <laughs> uh, it was a very fun viewing experience. I wish I could have been there. I'm sad I wasn't there with you guys. I can't imagine the three of us watching that episode together as all oh, that it shit. would have been hyped. At the moment where the cults called him Sauron, I said, aha, like slightly suspicious, but also like weird. And then Andy's like, I, he audibly was like, I'm not buying it. That is <laughs> a clear red herring. And he was correct about that. But yeah, I mean, it, it's funny how that journey transpired because I think it was either me or just me reading an online theory that he was Sauron and you were like, Oh, that's, that would be cool. But then at some point, no, I texted you yeah, guys. You text us I texted you guys was, about yeah. it. Oh, that's I right. Cause that. I was editing an episode that we, and you might've said were something like crazy in, theory. Cause I texted you guys as I was editing, I think episode two. And I just was like, Hey, I just had this thought. We didn't have it on air, but I talked about it in episode three, but I was, uh, as I was editing episode two, I'm like, guys, crazy theory. What if how brand Sauron? Yeah. I think that would be a really cool dynamic because they're getting so close. And then at some point in the middle of the season, I became thoroughly convinced at something that happened like oh they're clearly not going with Halbrand to Sauron and even a couple episodes later you were like 
I think you're probably right, but I'm sticking to my guns, you know, and like just being humble and it, how it all panned out. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. Great Mm. stuff, Steve. Great Mm. work. Never Um, ever doubt Steve. Never again. I have doubted him frequently, but I will never again. Mm-hmm. I'm I am J.R.R. Tolkien reincarnated. You right? are Steve R.R. Tolkien. Let me tell you about the psalm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a few emails. My first one comes in from Andrew. Andrew D. Oh, I not Andy. No, 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 no. no. Andrew D. Uh, oh, Andy. We've read his emails uh, on the episodes before. They're great, great stuff. He says, and I quote, let's talk rings of power. First off, I understand everyone's disdain for the Amazon's portrayal of Sealdor. He didn't say the Amazons. I made it sound weird. But what if it was done by design? <laughs> Almost feel like it was just Wonder Woman talking about a Sealdor. Almost feels like they purposely made him out to be this young, clumsy shithead that doesn't know what he wants and keeps hearing voices in his head. And then as the story only fire can tell goes, he just happens by chance to stumble upon Sauron in battle and luckily bests him with a swing of his broken blade. I didn't read the book, so I'm not sure if that's what Tolkien intended originally, but I thought that might be the case in this series. I'd be interested to hear y'all's thoughts on that theory. Uh, And then he talks about Halbrand potentially being Sauron. And I chuckled a little bit reading it just now. Uh, But he says, lastly, thank you all for your continuing coverage of Rings of Power. I know the growing sentiment is that most people that like Hot D better and want to bash uh, T-Rop. But honestly, I kind of like this show better. Ducks, tomatoes being thrown. They're both great, to be fair. <laughs> Listening to your guys' harsh criticism of episode four, I think, or was it three? I don't remember. I, th- I know I that we made one of those yeah. fans pretty mad, but I, we just opened with our honest take and we tried to have fun with it. I still mm-hmm. stand by that. It was very discouraging. And I almost thought of not listening to y'all's Rings of Power coverage anymore because that episode just kind of poured some real cold water on the show. And I didn't want this podcast ruining my enjoyment of it. To be fair, it was a relatively crappy episode, contextual to all the others but damn did Chris go in in my opinion it wasn't that bad hate is a strong word my friend uh but then he goes on to say I'm you know I'm glad you guys gave it a chance and I had a good time but I want to talk about like do you guys think that our dislike of the character of a sealed door is perhaps intentional knowing how the character of a sealed door pans out uh later uh well so I I first off he says that you uh, sealed doors just uh, they set him up like that because he just sort of like swings at Sauron and with his broken blade that's a hundred percent what happens he's not like some great leader or whatever or maybe right. he is a great leader of men and as far as like politics are concerned but no great warrior he lost that fight and then happened to catch dude's finger in in, in that sword fight now as far as like setting up a sealed door to be like a generally dislike dislikable unlikable character I don't think that they did that I think they actually actually tried to make him like uh, somebody who uh, yearns for a great adventure and uh, is kind of stuck with his lot in life and wants to get away. And it just didn't play out, I think, the way the showrunners intended him to be. But the way... and we, we talked about it, I think, in uh, our the episode that was just you and me. But the, uh, the whole um, plot line with that entire group of... The, all of the Numenorians was so bad that like it made it made us kind of actively dislike all of them. Sure. And so I, I think that a sealed door was actually kind and intended to be a fun character and just did not play out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similar vein. Like I think, I don't think we necessarily hate a sealed door, the character or the actor that's playing the character. I think it's just in a show that is only eight episodes long. Mm-hmm. They're an hour each. There's limited character real estate in these episodes. And so when you're, you've got a bunch of interesting things happening at the same exact time to like take away from the stuff that's actually interesting to talk about this. You know, you, we know Isildo is important, right? But the way that they were presenting him in the show, his storyline just was not important. So it was mm-hmm. a lot of like, why are we focusing on Isildo just wanting to be on a boat or like go west when all this more interesting stuff's happening. And I, and I think they're laying the groundwork for more interesting things that they can do with him in next season. Mm-hmm. They should, he should have um, been in like two episodes should have yeah. been like a hint at hey, uh, somebody like named, named dropped thing. him. Yeah. 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 And then it could be like, he showed up in the, the fight at the end and then, you know, quote unquote perishes. But uh, they, they overused him. They didn't have anything to make him do. Yeah, there wasn't any reason to care. And I'll be the first to say, uh, I said it on on Andy and I's coverage, I think, 
the last three episodes of the season were very strong. And I think that they fully set up what is ultimately going to be a really good show for season two. At least it seems like to me, there's a lot of characters that I like. It just seemed, um, I was just kind of struggling and it was probably colored and contextualized by the fact that we were covering so many shows. And I'm like, I, I, I do a lot on TikTok. Like that's a, it takes a lot of my time. I still have to have a full-time job, unfortunately. And so when it cut, it became time to sit down and watch rings of power for this podcast, it seemed like, the one thing I wasn't like over the moon about that I was being forced to do. Um, and so I maybe was a little harsher than I meant to be, but I also want to be honest to you guys. And sure. I know I, I'm not, I don't feel like journalistic integrity per se when I do this, but I do feel like I'm not going to lie to you folks about how I'm feeling about something. And it's unfortunate that I also don't want to, uh, bash something to the point that it like ruins someone's like, cause if you're turning into tuning into a podcast about a show, nine times out of 99 times out of a hundred, it's because you love the show so much that you want to like stay in that universe more. You want to talk about mm -hmm. it more. And so yeah. obviously I don't want to just like bash it into oblivion or something, but so it's a fine line. I walk, damn it. <laughs> My journalistic integrity. And and the fact that I'm aware that only fans are listening. Right. Um, but that's, that's my thinking on that. So I just want to touch on that part of the email as well. I just didn't mean to go too hard, but I don't, I don't want to lie. We did get an email from someone else too, right? That was like, I'm out. And then they uh, ultimately they came back. stuck around. They yeah. And I appreciate that too. Thanks for reaching out if that's how you're feeling about something. But, sure. you know, never feel like I'm, a, I'm attacking you as a person or something like that. But I can understand that. You know, if I was uh, listening to uh, a Stranger Things podcast and then they were just like really bashing every uh, episode, I, I would not listen anymore. Right. Because that's right. not what I want from the show. However, if I listen to a, uh, and this happens all the time, like a, a, a podcast about just people that talk about films in general constantly, and they are bashing a movie that I loved, I just disagree. And I listen to their next episode and you know, that happens a lot, but I can understand with a specific show that would get exhausting. Mm -hmm. um, our next email, Andy, uh, read it from Daniel W. And that's, that's, that's an email weird. about just somebody who just really likes the show and, and has heard a lot of bad criticism of, of it, I think. So that, I think that fits in line. So Daniel W writes, my dudes just finished the finale. And I got to say, I have absolutely loved rings of power. I've always been a huge Tolkien fan because of the world and lore and creativity of his stories. It's always allowed for a beautiful escape that hits home for me in so many ways. Lord of the Rings was my introduction to fantasy and was the first real story to show how fantasy can tell such a beautiful story, touching on real world themes, sometimes better than a story based in a real world can. Lord of the Rings has led me to so many amazing fantasy worlds out there, and I've always loved being immersed in created worlds. But life got so busy though, that I haven't been in it like I was at one time in my life. Rings of Power has completely reignited that passion, and I've already busted back out my Lord of the Rings books to reread, and I'm looking into new fantasy worlds to invest in. You'll love to see it. For real, man. That's how I, that's me with Harry Potter every time. Uh, Rings Power obviously has flaws. It paces weirdly at times. It doesn't stick with the Lord of the Rings lore. I'm not sure I can handle another slow-mo ship or horse riding scene. <laughs> you and me both, dude. Lord of the Rings fanatics are going to lose their minds over Gandalf arriving in the Second Age or Halbrand never guising as Anatar or Isildur not being backed back on Numenor when it's about to end or rings being created in different timing than in the books or the Mithril or whatever. There's plenty of deviation and recreation from the original story for everyone to find something they hate. Everyone is entitled to love what they love and hate what they hate. But this Amen. show, in my opinion, did Tolkien justice. It immersed me back into Middle Earth. It made me love dwarves and not understand elves. Yeah, it made me love dwarves and not understand elves and hope that humanity can overcome its own inherent evil. It dabbled in magic, but didn't overwhelm you with it, making most of the magic more natural making most of the magic more natural outflows of the earth than spell casting. I loved it all so, so much. I didn't see how brand coming till last week even wrote y'all a deeply flawed diatribe uh, diatribe tribe about why I thought he was the witch King. I didn't really believe they would make the stranger Gandalf, but I thought they did those reveals beautifully. Even if going back, I see how telegraphed they were props to y'all for getting on that train early. Anyway, um, y'all, uh, huh. I was the one on the Gandalf train, <laughs> I think. 
I felt like that, that okay, was Gandalf. Yeah, weren't we for the longest time saying that was definitely Gandalf? Yeah. And maybe eventually we were like, that's too obvious. It might yeah, be we thought it was so obvious yeah. it was a red herring. Yeah. And I, I posited a Sourman uh, thing. But anyway. I like that Sourman idea. But Dan- Daniel finishes. Anyway, I just wanted to ultimately express that this show is what I wanted. It wasn't rushed. It was beautifully shot. It created a meaningful story and re-immersed me back into the world of fantasy and into Middle Earth. I'm so happy with it. And I can't wait for season two. Y'all are awesome. Can't wait to listen to the show. Dan, well said. Hear, hear. Yeah. Amen, Dan. And maybe not well read. I apologize for stumbling over my words, but you know, you wrote us a book and I wanted to read every last word of it. It can't be tough. It can be tough, you know? Yeah. And he's right, though. Like, uh, there are people who ha- who are upset at like the different l- changes to the lore, but I th- but he speaks to th- this. I think the show really nails the spirit of Tolkien exactly in a, in a very great way. And there's a very real like business reason that it deviates. They don't have the rights mm-hmm. to the period that the show is talking about, right? And so they did their best to kind of fan. Uh, what's the word fan fiction it into something fun for Lord of the Rings fans. And I love that he took it from, you know, he's very clever in that email and listing all of the deviations from, and so you can, yeah. you can tell it's someone who knows the lore and could be one of the guys that's upset. And he's just saying, I'm it's not still dope. I think it's great, man. And got mm-hmm. me back into the universe. And, and I get that vibe because there's a lot of that in my own personal obsession is the, the song of ice and fire universe. And there's, deviations galore. And you know, I just made a video today about how I liked uh, Arya killing the Night King uh, in, in the show. And like, that's a deep lore. No, no. Right. Because mm-hmm. it shits all over the proce- prophecy of Azor high. And I'm getting so many nerds cussing me out on the internet, but uh, basically I'm, I'm the Dan of that universe. I'm just saying, Hey man, I just love the universe. I had a good time. I think the essence of it was there and that moment was executed. Well, I'm excited to watch more stuff in that universe. Right. So that moment's to justice mm-hmm. for Chris. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One guy, literally his comment was way to ruin your TikTok career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's done. And I replied, what a weird thing to say on so many levels. <laughs> um, our next email comes from Elizabeth. C and it will be read by our very own Steve very much appropriately as you will see Elizabeth writes hey dudes look at the subject line Steve (laughs) that's the subject line this is a second email also that started calling us dudes and I love it (laughs) dudes hey dudes I've been binging your podcast since the end of Stranger Things wrapped like went back to episode one and only skipped shows or movies I haven't seen yet first for the need of more Stranger Things Oh, first, for the need of any more Stranger Things any way possible. Second, I fell in love with you all, and you fellows made me laugh out loud and have little joys while driving and working, sometimes yelling out loud during game show episodes or misreverences because you're not quite old enough to remember the 80s, no shade intended. Uh, I've been meaning to message for a while and had some eloquent and beautiful things to say, but don't remember in this moment, sad face. In a nutshell, don't stop what you're doing. Uh... Y'all are great. Heath Bar's rule. Let's fucking go. I thought you read Heath Bar's rule and you were going to skip over that part. <laughs> so did I. I was like, I was going to come in. Well, no, because what, what do you call that when come it's a, hot? When it's a uh, like a line break or a, something? Yeah, there's know. a line break, and my brain thought that was like a capital I, and I'm like, ah. Wait, no, that's not right. Oh, it's a line break. Okay. Uh, They continue. Moving on. Rings of power. I'm so glad you all covered this show. I couldn't wait to hear your breakdown this morning. I love listening to Chris and Andy discuss, but damn it. I was so ready to hear Steve revel in his sour on victory. To be fair, I was with Chris every time he told Steve he was absolutely wrong about it. Well, Elizabeth, you heard my reveling in the top of the hour, but uh, God damn, it felt good. To be right about how brand he ain't deceiving a deceiver mm-hmm. 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 never gonna do that baby he he's been around since the what was it the, the the before the breaking of the first sound or something what was that cool line he said uh oh, just before the silence or since the silence the something disturbing like that during of the first silence the ending of the first silence something like that it was a it was a cool line like i like that one yeah, that was a Elizabeth email. Elizabeth C. I missed a few tidbits because uh, Andrew, a few of these people actually sent us tons of, of emails and they get kind of stacked to where we can't read them well. Uh, but Andrew had a, a good kind of song of errors and corrections when he said it was Adar who first mentioned that Sauron was looking to make a power <laughs> over the flesh. That was the thing that I was screaming at the. Oh, because we head. didn't know that. Cause you, cause you were like, yeah, I think it was in episode one. And I'm like, guys, it was, it, it was in the episode recap. It was, <laughs> we don't watch the recaps. Uh, 
Yeah. Any hoozle. So there's that. Uh, we got a couple emails from Arian N and they read, hello all. I loved your coverage of the rings of power. I think I enjoyed it more than y'all did. And a lot of people apparently, but you were great to listen to. I'm surprised that you didn't spend much time covering how cool and pretty, pretty the scene was when Halbrand reveals that he's Sauron and traps Galadriel into her mind. Everything was so gorgeous and scary and just off enough that it's a scene I've watched multiple times. It really was cool. It was. That was a great sequence that, that we did quite enjoy. Um, sometimes when we record these, uh, especially when Andy and I were alone, we had multiple things to do that day that mm-hmm. Steve typically does and stuff. So we were probably stressed. Um, <laughs> well, that and like, it's very beautiful shot, but in the context of a much bigger like plot reveal. And so we tend to focus on that. Sure. You know? Yeah. Focus on the plot reveal, not so much the the dressing, mm-hmm. but you're correct. That was shot like everything in the show. Uh, stunningly. Uh, also funny tidbit. My husband always guesses the twist and had known how brand was Sauron for a pretty long time. Steve. Uh, and I was convinced it couldn't be because mostly I wanted them to be in love. Aww. I knew that couldn't be forever because we see Kelebor in the movies. Hello. Uh, oh, oh, no. no. Sorry. Kelebor. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I Tell me, again. where is my wife? Tell me, where is she? Is she is with she, that Halbrand guy again? Is he with that slut Halbrand? <laughs> uh, we see Kelebor in the movies. So I know he's alive somewhere, but still, I was just like, I just want them to love each other. Sad day for me. Thanks again for the great coverage. You guys are the best. Arian N. Uh, yeah, everybody was shipping mm-hmm. Halbrand and Galati, and honestly, Rightly I get so. it. They've yeah. got, they've so got off the charts. He chemistry. had sexy airs about him. I mean, mm-hmm. that shot when he's walking, when he's simply walking into Mordor, and they one like does show not him do that in his robe, and he's looking all goth. Didn't he have like Ooh. a crime hoodie? He had a crime hoodie, dude. He looks like he fucks. You know, mm-hmm. he oh, does, dude. Halbrand fucks. He does. He's gonna help in a deceptive way. Yeah, he, and he deceives you. Yeah. He's in deceiving. <laughs> I had a bunch of really off-color jokes to keep going with that bit. I decided to scrap all of them. I am growing as a person. Uh, our next email comes from Frederick F., and Andy is going to read it. Frederick F. writes in, Hello, Chris, Andy, and Steve, and bonjour to les French Orcs. <laughs> bonjour to you. <laughs> <laughs> I stumbled upon your podcast during Stranger Things 4 and devoured every back catalog episode. There's a magic balance in your combined three-way banter. Are you three ring bearers? Mm, I'm not going to tell you. Mm. We are the elves. These were forged secretly. Massive Lord of the Rings trilogy fan at the time of the release. I even had the opportunity to paint some action figure prototypes working in the toy industry. And the, that is awesome. And the research and camaraderie from fellow fans was a blessing to my younger self. I tapped out during the Hobbit movies. Same. Yeah. And approached Amazon's show with grave trepidation. To be honest, getting to hear your podcast coverage was a major incentive to give the show a chance. Hear that, Amazon? I'm ever so glad <laughs> I did, for real. The Rings of Power may be produced Bezos. by... <laughs> May be produced by Isengard, but the creators have a clear. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> but the creators have a clear love for Tolkien and an impressive amount of ingenuity to weave an engaging story limited to the lore found in appendices. Deftly skirting, not retconning, not blatantly adapting the Silmarillion. The writers managed to sprinkle such wonderful little gems of dialogue throughout. Beautiful lines that I remember long after watching. For example, the shadow is but a small and passing thing, or the world's not so wide, we're just so bleeding small. That's the stand up. Wander off the trail. (laughs) The sea is always. You forgot about the best line in the entire series. Give me the meat and give it to me raw. (laughs) Wait, wouldn't it be the, uh, that's a recipe for some strong gravy. It's a recipe for some strong gravy. Oh yeah. But those lines uh, stand up with the best of Jackson's moments. Disa and Durin are fave characters of mine, and I really grew to love the stranger and and I'm thrilled for his arc. If the mark of a successful first season is generating excitement for a second one, the Rings of Power season one is a champion. And I look forward to the chance of enjoying it alongside you three. Much respect, Frederick. But yeah. I agree. <laughs> I was staring at a postscript. <laughs> that's, that's the reason for the delay. Um, indeed. Indeed. Uh, very well said, Frederick. Thank you so much for writing in our next email. I, 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 before we move on, I just, uh, from now on, Amazon is Isengard. That's fucking hysterical. Yeah, that, was a, me. that was a really good cut. And it really did have some beautiful. The packages are coming from Isengard. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> my subscription to Isengard Prime has expired. <laughs> and he's absolutely right that uh, what's important about a season one is like it, it hooks you in for season two. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a limited series, it, it needs to uh, establish legs. And I feel like it did. We were all a little iffy on the show midway through the season. And by I feel like all of us by the end of uh, the finale were on board for the next one, right? Yes. Yeah, I've never I can say that. I've never been more hyped for Rings of Power after the ending of the final episode. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really excited for epi- or for uh, season two. Yeah, indeed. So yeah, it shows a success. Well said, Frederick. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. The past couple years have been a struggle for many of us. When you're struggling like that, it can be easy to focus on all your problems rather than the ways you can solve them. If this sounds familiar to you, maybe a therapist can change your way of thinking to become a better problem solver. Many of you know that my wife and I recently separated and I've been silently struggling through that for a while. I wanted some help dealing with the problems that situation brought, so I gave BetterHelp a try. It was honestly such an easy experience. I answered a brief questionnaire, said what I was looking for in a therapist, and before I knew it, I was paired up with a therapist of my choosing. Together, we are making goals to help get the tools I need to become a better problem solver. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, I highly recommend BetterHelp. It's easy, accessible, and most of all, affordable. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash streaming things. And now a word from our sponsor. And this week, it's Wondry. Go deeper into the canals of Numenor, the mines of Khazad-dûm, and more with the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast. Host Felicia Day. Felicia Other- Day. Yeah. Otherwise known as nerd royalty. The queen herself. She's from Critical Role. She was in the Guild. Yeah. She was in The Magicians. Dr. Supernatural. Dr. Horrible Singalong. Mm-hmm. Dr. Horrible Singalong. Deep cut for only the coolest of cools. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's the host, but also has special guests to provide an inside look at the groundbreaking series and what it took to bring Middle Earth to life. Each episode is a recipe for strong gravy. That's what Disa would say. She absolutely would. And features exclusive interviews with the series showrunners, J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay, including the very first full breakdown of the incredible season finale. Felicia also goes behind the scenes Mm. with the cast and crew to bring you jaw-dropping stories and Easter eggs you won't want to miss. We're talking Mithril. We're talking Elven lore, Valinor, maybe Numenorian. We don't know how deep they go. Hopefully not too deep. But you can listen listen to it greedily. Yeah, right. Please don't delve too deep. So rattle your dags, quick sticks, go <laughs> subscribe to that RSS feed. Do Ab- it now. Absolutely. Watch The Rings of Power on Prime Video and listen to all eight episodes of the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast for free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app now. Our next email comes in from Crystal, read by our very own Steve. Steve May 13. Hey, uh, Crystal here. I have a rings question. So the elves make the three elven rings, which contain Mithril. Mm. Then in the first Lord of the Rings movie, they say that seven rings were given to the dwarves and nine to men. Did these also contain Mithril? Who made them? Why does the one ring Sauron made rule them all? (laughs) Best podcast ever. Uh, and she says, love my Discord family. Keep up the good work. Crystal is in the Discord. She's crushing. The Discord's popping off. You guys should become a patron member. Yeah. And, uh, so you can interact with Crystal, who is known as Gene Possible there. I know. I'm always thrown off. Uh, some of their names are actual names in Discord and nothing like their real names. Oh. And so when the emails come in, um, like uh, Jordan-esque from Discord, I didn't know. Right. It took me a while to put that together. Same it's like, oh, that's Casey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Any Hoozle. Yeah. Uh, the Mithril is a show conceit in the fact that that's in the rings. Um, they did something completely different with Mithril than the lore does. So I can only assume that Mithril is in the other rings. Um and yes, you're correct that seven were given to the dwarves. And we'll probably, I think our theory on the finale coverage was that the sec- season second season will be, be about the dwarves rings. Yeah, and- dwarf focused. And then the men would cap off a season three, like into the show, perhaps. Um, that's our theory. And we're sticking to it for now. I mean, really, we all know where the show's going based off the song at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Three Bill- rings for the Elven <laughs> Kings. <laughs> 
Yes. Um, and I, why does the one ring Sauron made rule them all? Because that's how he designed it. He wanted to, mm-hmm. to, to rule the whole world. And He's a trickster. He wanted Galadi by his side and I don't mm-hmm. blame him. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Me too. A little side piece. Well, no, he, that main wife. Actual. Oh, yeah. She was going to keep him on the straight <laughs> on and narrow. His si- by his side. Yes. Yeah, she was going to keep him on the straight and narrow, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, you can hold me back from genocide. I tend to do that without a strong woman to I guide do, me. I'm I broken, like, but you can fix me. Yeah. <laughs> I do like how she was, you could tell she was tempted to be like, oh, okay. Of course she was. I was tempted. I'm mm-hmm. down. But then when he was like, oh, so we can rule this middle earth together, which a uh, small thing. I love how he calls it this middle earth. Because mm-hmm. there are others. There are others. Uh, oh, like planes? Mm-hmm dimensions this middle earth and and as soon as she realized that he wants to rule and be have dominion over everything she was like oh no i can't do that bro mm. sorry mm. man just but, not a fascist <laughs> <laughs> ain't in my blood i mean i whoo you're hot but i am not <laughs> a fascist Galati don't fuck with fascists she doesn't uh, but yes we we love you too crystal thank you so much for your email i hope that has answered your question um and you said who made them but it's, i mean it's halbrand as sauron uh, with the help of Celebrimbor that, that made the rings hello, hello. thank Forces you for evil. really sad about my fascist help <laughs> however hello I just, I just, sometimes i need to break a few eggs to make <laughs> that's the kind of guy he is for sure uh our next email we read by andy and it comes in from aaron c i don't have that one uh-oh it'll be read by chris and it says hey guys ahead of our mailbag episode today i would really love for steve to recreate his reactions from watching the last rings of power episode and share with us as we all missed him on the last one covering the last episode i guess we kind of did that yeah. on another note just, listening just, just search the uh, louise laughing and fire gif and that's basically what i was doing the entire episode <laughs> <laughs> i know again we didn't actually get to talk to him about this until a couple days later uh so we're right there with you aaron um can't wait for the burbs episode for for Patreon patrons that'll be coming soon, um, and then uh, would well, love the Bur- to hear the Burbs is a main feed episode. Oh, it will be yeah, great. It's great. a chosen episode, and then would love to hear more from you guys about Andor. I know Steve asked me to come uh, last Austin. Wednesday, I think, <laughs> all over his face, neck, and chest. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, he. I, I'm still recovering from that. Andy's that guy. Oh my god! Like you want to leave something like a pun, and then Andy will just obliterate it. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> just hammering it home. Make sure like, the people I get op- the reference. I opened the door for Andy, and Andy just ran through the wall <laughs> every time. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kool Aid. You're welcome. He's the Mr. Kool Aid of gallows and Come fart humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stand by it. Hey man, I'm not knocking you. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Andor coverage was supposed to be had. Last week, but then I realized that I was out of town with Andy actually for a wedding, which we were going to do like episodes one through three, like we did. And then, you know, four, five and six. But then that week I I was out of town last week for episode seven. Steve was like, why don't you come over? We'll talk about it, buddy. And I was like, definitely. Uh, But I wanted to watch a Pearl and X double feature on the A24 screening room at that time. Anyway. We're loving the show Andor and we would love to talk about it. We're just exhausted uh, and we don't know. It know, comes out on a Wednesday, which is actually it's a weird. Not, time. It's, it's not a great day for because we record mostly on Sundays. Yeah. So it's like by the and, and, and Fridays and then Hot D comes out on Monday. So by the time the Andor episode would come out, it's like, what's well, going to be what are we gonna date do? within that day? Yeah. You know what I mean, it's a weird time so we are loving it we do want to talk about it we'll at least do a huge deep dive episode when it's all over but i think we'll find time soon to just kind of hop in there i mean yeah it's so good we still don't know for sure if there's enough interest in that i mean the the one andor episode we did didn't do that well and uh we've gotten some a lot of emails and messages we've been getting a lot of messages about it though like each week i think more people say like more andor like hey i I send in a hot d message but uh hey andor keep it going that's true it is uh picking up steam i think so and it's a great show Andy hasn't even watched it I haven't I haven't but had the, the, the time I wish we were covering interview with a vampire that show is fucking incredible and like really something special um just throwing that out there if anybody wants to talk to me privately about you can dm me on twitter I'd love to talk about interview with a vampire <laughs> super good <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough because it's on amc plus so it's like who's watching it who bunch of nerds that me yeah. That's because of this thing. show I don't believe in AMC. Yeah, I subscribe to it because of interview with a vampire and then gangs of london season two is dropping right after interview with a vampire in, in the u.s it's already available elsewhere um on amc plus in november so I'm going to keep my subscription amc's got me baby mm. got me baby 
And I guess I'll start watching Better Call Saul when I run out of Gangs of London. <laughs> I want to watch that too. It's going to be good. By the way, those are two shows you guys have to watch. Gangs of London, Interview of the Vampire. Trust your boy, Chris. Our last email, but we got a few Patreon uh, messages comes in. Andy, can you read uh, Casey McCain? Yeah, I found that one. Can you, Andy, can you read Casey M? Casey writes in, hello to my boys. Saved it. (laughs) Yeah, good save, Chris. (laughs) Have you ever considered that the stranger on Rings of Power is a blue wizard and not Gandalf? He is tasked to go to the east where that constellation can be seen. In the lore, Alatar the Blue Wizard was the one who did this, right? I have limited knowledge and am by no means a Tolkien lore expert. Just curious as to your thoughts. Perhaps they are retconning Casey, a.k.a. Jordan-esque. On the Discord. Had not considered that. I don't think there's any chance. Uh, I think that if... I don't know much about the Blue Wizards because I didn't read the Silmarillion at all, but I know that they don't have the rights to the Silmarillion, which would mean they don't have the rights to the Blue Wizards, right? Uh, right? There's mm-hmm. a, a lot of rights. Right? Also, right. The, uh, there's a couple of lines in the finale that allude directly to Gandalf, specifically the, you know, follow all, your nose. always follow your nose, which is a word for word line of Gandalf in the original trilogy. And I think if they made him anyone else at this point, it would be an absurd maneuver. It's like what all wizards love hobbits and talking about their nose. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I think that they made too many direct references to the character that we know from film Gandalf for it to be anyone else. Me personally, Steve, what do you think? Uh, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, I I'm all down for them having you know other characters. I like wish we got Sourman and yeah Wizards or Sourman. Like I would love that, but the fact the whole rights issue is really what kind of has a lot of this sort of tied up. Like I don't know if they can do that. Hopefully the sure. the the success of the first season means that maybe they can get access to those things now, mm-hmm. and then they could start going down those paths. But we don't know that for sure yet. Um, but I, I I do think the stranger is Gandalf. I mean. A thousand at, th- at this point, it would be yeah. it would be weird, like you said, if they're just like, "Ha, just kidding, it's Rosie." <laughs> Ooh, I would like to see Rosie again. Yeah, just at the tavern, slinging brews. I love Rosie. Everybody does. <laughs> so does Sam. Yeah, see <laughs> why? A friend of mine from high school actually watched Lord of the Rings this week for the very first time, like the movies. She'd never watched them before, which blew my mind because she seems like the type of person who would be like all in on them. And so, like, I follow her on Instagram, and she's been updating like her thoughts on Instagram, but she just would take a photo of whatever she was watching and have her little thoughts. And the whole time she was like, why isn't Sam and why don't, why don't Sam and Frodo get married? Why aren't they together? Why don't they get married at the end of this? I'm like, well, Frodo had to leave because he couldn't stand watching Sam be happy with Rose. <laughs> and she's like, I choose to make this canon. <laughs> so that's, what, that's how we feel happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, our last couple of messages came in on the the Patreon feed, correct? Yeah, Steve, did. drop those on us, baby. First one comes in from Tony Dare. We all know Tony Dare. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> Tony writes, some side thoughts. I, well, he had a longer email about a bunch of a uh, bunch of different stuff, but this is the Rings of Power stuff. Some side thoughts I keep forgetting to bring up. Number one, for Chris. Ooh. I love Rudy. That is one of my favorite movies, and probably the main reason I wanted to see Lord of the Rings was because I was a big Sean Astin. I was a big fan of Sean Astin in Rudy and the Goonies. Then I got into the books, then Game of Thrones, then those books, and here we are today. Mm -hmm. Number two, Dilly is Nori's sister, not brother. Oh, really? Dilly was in the first episode, I think, all, quote, it's not all that. That's the who the fuck is that kid? Yeah, Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So Dilly is the who the fuck is that? Um, It turns out it's a woman. Turns out it's a a, a little girl. uh, Tony says, I think all the, it's, it's not, it's not a thing to eat our berries. Is it like in the first episode when they, oh, when they had the kids that they were watching? Yeah. Tony's that's, right. That's where Dilly is. And, and the Dilly is the one that Nori says, uh, quick sticks to remember how we were like, Oh yeah. Quick sticks. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. So thank you, Tony. Uh, Tony ends with go, go towards goodness. Melons. <laughs> oh. Melon. Melon. Melons. Melons. I'm kind of bummed that melons is getting destroyed in the, uh, I am not, I mean, it, it works as an inside joke, but it's like a catch all term. I don't yeah. think, I don't think it has legs. I think it has legs. If yeah. you imagine doing a live show and you're like, where are my melons? <laughs> <laughs> and Steve, I don't like where this is going. Oh, I love it. <laughs> show me your melons. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, if okay. you're on the Patreon, they're currently deciding in a poll what streaming things fans are to be called. Yeah, and so. uh, I think Stream the, Fiends is winning. Stream Fiends is currently winning. Fellowship of the Stream is in second. God, I hope that doesn't win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that because then it will. Because everyone's like, oh, fuck you, Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just think Stream Queens was such a good name, and but Stream Fiends is close enough. It, it just rolls off the tongue, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, streaming one. Fiends is also cool. Somebody suggested that. But anyway, thanks for messaging Tony. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Tony. We got one more message, right? The, the next one is from Stanton. Stanton. Stanton has uh, four. Oh, I'm sorry. We have three people. Sorry. So there's two more. So we're going to do Stanton's first. Stanton writes, number one, I screamed Steve when Sauron finally said he was Sauron. <laughs> number two, I wanted to call out that it was King Durin flippantly tossing the healed leaf into the mithril chasm that awoke the Balrog. The most endearing relationship, in my opinion, was Elrond and Prince Durin. And I was legitimately worried Prince Durin's altruistic attempts to save the elves was going to awaken that beast beneath the boards. Ooh, that's a nice, that's a, nice hot D reference. Hot D reference. It's possible continued mining would have awoken the Balrog, but I'm glad they specifically highlighted that King Durin was the asshat that manifested his own fears it's a good that's very uh, true it's a good, good take pool, i like that stand like can that. we go back in time and edit it to where i say that in that episode's discourse uh no the episode's already out okay <laughs> we can retcon <laughs> I'm, I'm lazy uh, number three stanton continues ghost i, I fully <laughs> that's the best retcon ever uh number three i fully expected the numenorians not to not be in this finale except for isildur but instead we got quite an extended focus on the king and them journeying back and nothing with durin and disa i kind of felt like they weren't sure which characters or storylines we would care most about how did you all feel excuse me seeing ellen deal continue to be the realm's worst eyes for queen muriel instead of those <laughs> others dropped threads p.s i'm surprised ellen deal didn't quip well you aren't queen regent anymore <laughs> in response to her continuously unanswered questions of what was what the fork was happening uh so you, before i continue you guys have any thoughts uh, again on- i do think season two's focus will be almost entirely on the dwarven plotline agreed and again a, a lost seal door but so i think they're more like needed to get out of numenor which will be um, a saving grace of season two more than like i was upset that they were lingering more there I love how half of the show, I feel like the writers had a giant post-it board on the, on the, on the whiteboard that said how to get out of Numenor. Yeah. <laughs> how do we get out of Numenor? We got to get out of here. <laughs> Queen says they can go. Oh, then they have to discuss it again. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah. they had specific beats that they wanted to hit at specific times. So like uh, the penultimate episode, we didn't get the Harfoots at all, but we needed the Gandalf reveal in the finale because right. that's that's the one that has you super hooked for the next season. Yeah. Of course, it's a bummer to not have Durin and Disa in the finale because yes. they're like the fan favorites and ours too. Um, but yeah, they, they kind of had to follow, made follow the threads as they had laid them. Agreed. Uh, and Stanton's fi- final point, Stanton. Y'all know good storytelling. Why do you think they decided to make this a mystery box show? The finale felt like it was doing all of these reveals, but not a single one was unexpected. Oh, speak for yourself about Halbrand, sir. Steve is a <laughs> genius for that one. Well, that, he, that's what he's saying. Unexpected. I, I knew it was coming. Well, he said not a single, all oh, unexpected by you. Cause you're, yeah, I get what you're saying. Well, in a show that's built on established and well-researched and uh, many a time adapted lore, it's impossible to have that many surprises. So yes, I mean, I, do, would, do you think of it as a mystery box? I mean, he's not in the room. He can't answer that. No, you guys, you, you guys. <laughs> uh, maybe only in as far as like, is, I think is Sauron there and who is the stranger? I get what he's saying. I mean, there was a hard folk. <sighs> There was a hard focus on, uh, I don't know why I sound like I was hawking a loogie there. There was a hard focus on like mysteries. And and I think that they're like hyper aware of how the internet is now with like, you know, TikTok critics and Twitter and stuff like that. Like people really just love, 
Easter eggs and, and unbreaking, uh, especially things with deep lore like this. World. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, that's the dagger from the first age that uh, Chickaboomba was carrying. And I like, love Chickaboomba. People, love character. people love that shit. And they Third really, his name. they really tried to like manifest that. But I think it ultimately ended up hurting the show, which is what Stanton's alluding to. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it was either so obvious. We just wanted them to get to it. Or like I said, I wish all this had happened by episode like, three or four. And I think you guys pretty much agreed with me. Um, and again, now that we're there at post finale and like, oh, it's Gandalf and it's that Sauron. I'm so hyped for season two. And uh, so, yeah, but I think that's they were, they were trying to just create this like ravenous online interest, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. Uh, I do want to say because this is the only time I can really say this, I think, where it makes sense. But the final episode, because I wasn't here to talk about the final episode, um, the final episode had really, really strange pacing for me. Like it's it's like. I'm excited for season two because I think the end where they end is great. But getting to the ending, I feel even though we had these like long slog of episodes that kind of slog through uh, the last episode felt like they were sprinting to something like we got to make them rings. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to get there. Sure. Like how brand sick ice fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was just a lot of that. And, uh, I, and, and I think that really kind of, her, and the thing that really, really was like the the Halbron thing that I just mentioned is, is you know, I can hand wave that away like, oh, because he's Sauron, right? Sure. Yeah, he, he was put on. Them. He was he was deceiving. I, <laughs> I'm real sick. I got stabbed on the side of the road that no one saw happen. Uh, but the thing that really kind of was maddening to me was the stranger specifically going from illiterate to being a fucking post scholar. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in a matter of a minute, just because like they were like they, the, the cult of Sauron stood around him and it got all swirly. That hyped him up. Yeah, they're just being real hype, great hype men. Well, I just think I, I explained you're that. You're so dope, Sauron, but you're not Sauron. He's like, oh, I remember when. <laughs> I explained that as like the veil being lifted and, you know, the whole experience kind of jarred him more to his his actual self. If I think I'm just willing to suspend my disbelief on that simply because I was so relieved that he could talk and it made it <laughs> such more of a, an interesting character. I just wish they would have spent Some like guys slurping even- snails over there. Just spend like 30 seconds. You don't even have to spend that much time of him like struggling. You can see him. His eyes are flickering around because he's kind of like, oh, I've unlocked all this knowledge. him waking up or something. He's waking up from the fog that he's been living. But no, they didn't do that. They're just like, oh, I am freaking out. I'm Mm going to pass out. But now I'm really well spoken. Hello. Let me me tell you, I've read several different copies of (laughs) Tolkien's work. And I can tell you that the second age is maybe my finest and most favorite works. Uh Uh-huh. Learned a new word. <laughs> That's my name. <laughs> Is that another little rascals yeah, reference? How, how can he not? <laughs> when how he, can you not? <laughs> you have busted out little rascals in two separate episodes that have nothing it, to do with guys. each other. I can't help it. I didn't the, know you were the, such a big little rascals fan. That's the all. Man I not. eats Heath bars. Of course, he was around when Little Rascals was famous. <laughs> oh, come on, you guys! Act like you weren't fans. I, yeah, sure. I only saw the remake. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe once or twice, but I don't know any of the references except for that. What's that song that he sings? I got a dollar. I got a dollar. That that one. The main alfalfa he sings. You are so beautiful. To me. Like, I remember that. Hell out of that movie when I was a kid. The only joke I remember from that movie is uh, uh, one kid's mom is Whoopi Goldberg. And so like, oh, that's my mom. And they're like, Whoopi. And then it smash cuts to Whoopi Goldberg. (laughs) Remember when they try to go to the bank and they're like, what's your account number? They're like, uh, seven. Like that joke didn't land when we were kids. Are they like three kids stacked in a trench coat? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's great. Anyway, (laughs) sorry for the uh, digression. but. Yeah, they love it. I'm sure there's a few little rascals people in their fandom. (laughs) Well, the final Patreon message is from Stephanie P. Hi, Uh, Stephanie P. She writes... Great Lord of the Rings show. I have a theory that the queen is part elf. I think that because uh, they're always covering up her ears with her hair. It might be a styling choice, but it's bugged me since first seeing her. Fingers crossed that I'm right. Have a good weekend. We said that about the little kid too, didn't we? Theo, yeah. There's a lot of people with conspicuously hidden ears with their hair Mm -hmm. in this show. But what do you think about the queen potentially being part elf in this world that hates elves? Hey, queen, what do your elf eyes see? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I, (laughs) 
I don't know what I think. What does that even mean? I mean, there's a very elf prejudice society in which they live for sure. Her dad is known to be friendly to elves. Perhaps it's because oh. he had an elf lady friend. I, I could, I That's dig actually it. Actually, pretty solid. I dig it. What do you think, Steve? I think it works. One is there are one of these people are bound to be half elf at That's some true. point. Yeah, other than Elrond. Other than Elrond, yeah. yeah. Or by the way, if you're half elf, you're basically just elf. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seems, you know. Because he's like fully accepted in the elf community. Yeah, yeah. They they joke with him like they they oh half elf over there, you know. <laughs> it comes up, but he's fine. And yeah. hey, we <laughs> still love you, buddy. Just don't go to Numenor. <laughs> Valinor, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's an awesome theory. Hopefully, it pans out. I think that'd be neat. That could add some dynamics to uh, the new the Numenor. Numenor. Hey, hey, my Numenorians. I'm walking here. The Numenor. Yeah, it's kind of like the New York. Of uh, West of Middle Earth, right? Is it? Yeah, because they like love Numenor. Like that's how New Yorkers are, right? Like, hey, they even their merch is "I love New York." Hey, you ain't had real pizza unless you come to Numenor. You get the Numenor. <laughs> yeah. I'm eating that bullshit deep dish Hobbiton pizza. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Come to Numenor, I get you a slice. You get the best public <laughs> transit. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> We got the best public transit. <laughs> That's not something they say, but I feel like they're pretty proud of their subway system. <laughs> we got decent property values. <laughs> we got the Jets and the Giants. I pay uh, three grand a month for an 80 square foot apartment in Numenor, but it's worth it. I'm worth it. Two blocks from Broadway. It's that pizza. <laughs> and the pizza. That public transit. And the public transit. Speaking of Broadway, you see that new play? It's all about a tree or some shit. <laughs> You're talking about the two trees? You know it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all the time we have. I hope you enjoyed the Rings of Power mailbag. Thank you to all of the people, even if your emails were not chosen or selected uh, for writing in about the Rings of Power. We'll be doing a House of the Dragon mailbag mm, a couple of days after Halloween is when it will debut. Yeah, uh, on the schedule, it's currently uh, for a week from today. Correct. So I don't know when, when do you think they should have their emails in by? Oh, I have them in by uh, Friday. Next so you Friday. Have, you have two days. Or, yeah, as you, you listen to you this. You have two days. So as you're listening to this, you have two days. If you're listening to this on 48 Wednesday. hours. <laughs> you have 48 hours. Send them in because we're actually typically record on Sundays. This next week, we're going to have to record on Friday mm. because it's a certain someone's birthday. Mm. Yeah, that Sunday is October 30th is Andy's birthday. Hey. So send him, your, send, him your, send him your well wishes, even though he didn't earn it with that reaction at all. Uh, <laughs> you didn't get to see the face I was making. I'm it was real, cute. I'm real excited. It was cute. If you saw the face. He's, a, he's an adorable little scamp. <laughs> so yeah, yeah send your emails for Hot D uh, uh, by then. And uh, again, uh, thank you all for reaching out. Like some of you folks that are in our Discord and stuff are pretty much family at this point. Um, so uh, I love you to death. Love you to death. But yeah, that's it for the Rings of Power for now. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I am Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Ha 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 French Hawk says goodbye. Happy streaming. Bye. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> the friend's always says bye. <laughs> it's time for the new patron shout outs. Thank you all. Well, guys, I've got great news for you. We have new patrons to thank. Yes. Well, let's give a shout out to the people who joined up and became members of the Streaming Things family this month. First, in the Try Before You Deny uh, section, we have Stanton and Valerie. Stanton and Valerie, man. Thank you so much. And never forget, <laughs> just try before you deny, man. Our new Marty B VIP producers include Ryan Bigger, Maggie, HHS Teacher, Hailey B, Abby Vollmer, Florida Josh, Christopher Corelli, and Alex. Florida Josh, are you the man that all those articles have been written about? Next up, we have our chocolate pudding producers. We have Tile, Jillian Sloan, Alex Lembeck, Jennifer Lynn Isvan, Lauren Hartzier, 
Morgan Quimby, Ryan J. Poole, Misa McDaniel. Is that like a Jar Jar, Jar, Jar Binks thing? Yeah. Misa McDaniel. Misa uh, give you some. <laughs> the planet core. Uh, Erica Swanson, Courtney Kilpack, Michelle, Katie, Joe Velez, Barry, Jenna, Melanie Bordelone, Alicia Martinez, Isis, Amy S., and Jennifer Hardy. <laughs> It's not that ISIS. <laughs> we also have some Friends Don't Lie producers that join this month. That is Claire Cumming Herrero and Jenna. And then we cannot forget the people who upgraded the Patreon. So these are, these are people who were at lower tiers and decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to shoot for the distance. I'm going I'm I'm to go make higher rain. Tier. I'm going for speed. Yeah, they got one of those little guns that shoot dollar bills and they just like mm-hmm. shot it right all over us. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up, upgrading to the tribe before you deny tier, we have Adam Horn. Welcome, Adam. He's a longtime contributor, Adam. Thank you so much. Long time. Well, upgrading to the Marty B VIP section because they knew it was so cool. There's a Nina in there. We've got Maria, Ali Awald, Rachel Malloy, and Tony Dare. I Tony Dare you guys to upgrade further. Well, <laughs> well, one person took you up on that. They upgraded to the chocolate pudding tier, and that is Jenna. Jenna, uh, welcome oh, and Jenna. thank you. Thank you. You have found the chocolate pudding. Well, thank you all so much uh, and keep it going, man. Just keep it, stay in the family. We need you here. 